Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. Is there a fountain of youth? Don't you sometimes kind of wish that there was? And maybe how old you are might affect how you would answer that question of how much you wish for for something that could turn back the clock on your body and and return it to its physical prime where it doesn't feel like it's getting worse or you're encountering more problems than you used to or it's harder and harder to get out of bed in the morning. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to just be in peak physical condition uh, forever? And as you think about those thoughts, you understand why this idea of the fountain of youth has been a part of so many stories and myths, you know, throughout time. But we also know that no such fountain of youth exists. It might be nice if it did, and it might be in a bunch of stories, but it's not real. There is no fountain of youth. But today we're going to see something even better that God is giving to his people. And we're going to see this as we open up to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 18. And here especially, we're going to focus starting in verse 16. And we're going to see a phrase that we've already seen in this chapter, beginning there in that verse. So we do not lose heart. Right, We don't get discouraged, though our outer self is wasting away. And that's where maybe some of the older folks listening to this podcast might say, amen, preacher, our outer self is wasting away, right? Our bodies are just in a process already. For most adults, It's you're going downhill as far as your, your physical powers are concerned. But even though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. What an amazing statement that is. That, yes, our bodies are going to get worse. That We're going to hurt in places we never hurt before. Things that we used to be able to do, we're not going to be able to do anymore. But... Our inner self, our inner man can be renewed day by day. Wow, that, that's an amazing thing to think about. And, and that really touches with a lot of other things going on even in this chapter and what we've read previously here. Uh, but he talks about the intensity really of ministry going back to verse seven, where our reading starts today and talks about us being these jars of clay, that those of us serving the Lord, that there's nothing special about us. And that's the point because it goes to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And we will go through trials in this life. And he talks about being afflicted, um, being perplexed, being persecuted, being struck down. But in all these things, he's not destroyed. He's not put out of the race, even though he is always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. And so there's going to be difficulties associated with ministry. And, you know, 
the effects of the curse and the fall, our physical bodies are just going to get worse over time. But we don't lose heart. Even in these jars of clay, our inner self can be renewed day by day. Well, how can that work and what might that look like? Well, consider how chapter three ended, which we read just a a few days ago. And it says in verse 18, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So yes, our bodies may age. Our bodies may get worse, but what will get worse over time, but our inner self can be renewed. And the more and more we see the glory of God, the more our hearts can be transformed from one degree of glory to another. And so even as we think about in this life, getting older, we should say, you know, on the one hand, my body is not going to work the way it used to. But on the other hand, there is an opportunity, an opportunity for me to grow on the inside, for me to become more and more like Christ, to me be renewed. And that's going to happen the more and more I see the glory of God. There is a great opportunity of age when done right Sure, your body may be decaying, but over time, you have had more opportunities to see the glory of God and to allow that glory to transform you from one degree of glory to another. So may we even celebrate the prospects and the opportunities of growing older in the Lord and the inner renewal that can bring. But the passage goes on in verse 17. It says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. And that's a great thing. I love there's a double contrast in that verse, right? Our affliction is light and momentary, but then glory is described as weighty and eternal, Right? So on the one hand, you've got light momentary affliction. On the other hand, you've got weighty eternal glory. There's that double contrast there. And that's something that we should think about. We will experience hard things and difficult situations in this life, but they in the grand scheme are light and momentary, and they're not even worth comparing to the glory that we will enjoy with Jesus forever. And that's Romans 8 speaks to that as well. They're not even worth comparing. Uh, No matter how bad the bad is now, it's not going to compare to how the good, the good, how good the good will be in the future. And one thing I love about this verse that really stood out to me this time reading through the Bible is not just the contrast, because it doesn't just contrast the light momentary affliction and the eternal weight of glory. They're actually linked. It says, for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. So not only is, oh, this light momentary affliction, well, it's going to be better later. No, this light momentary affliction is actually preparing glory for me and me for glory. That is a great thing that when you're experiencing light momentary affliction, which might not seem light or momentary to you this week, you can tell yourself, you know what? This is just preparing me 
for glory that will be eternal and weighty. And that is why we do what verse 18 says. We look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And that's where our focus needs to be. Forget searching for a fountain of youth physically. Let's put our focus uh, really on the things that are eternal. Because those are the things that will help even renew our inner man each and every day. And even as we think about looking not at the things that are seen, but looking at the things that are unseen, we actually have a great example of that as we start Psalm 73 today. Now, we know that every word of the Psalms is breathed out by God and it is profitable uh, for every believer. But as with all scripture, there are some verses and even in this collection of 150 Psalms, uh, there are some that have resonated more with people throughout the ages, right? Everyone will know what I'm talking about when I say Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, as we get to Psalm 73, we're reaching one of those Psalms that maybe seems to be one of those greatest hits of this ancient songbook, right? One that has really resonated with Christians throughout the ages. And in it, we're going to see this idea of focusing not on the things that are seen, but on the things that are unseen. And we're going to read the first 15 verses of Psalm 73 today. And it begins with a very key thought. Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. And then he's going to go on to explain, hey, it takes faith to believe that. Because if I'm just going off of what I see, I might begin to doubt that truth, that God is good to Israel and to those that are pure in heart. Because then he goes on to say that he was struggling. He almost slipped into sin and kind of despair because he started looking at those in the world and the arrogant and prosperous of the world. And he started to envy them. And and then in verses four through um, really through uh, 14, he kind of says, hey, I look out at the world and they're just rejecting God and doing whatever they want. And you know what? They seem to have a pretty nice life. They seem to have everything that they want and they get to enjoy all this stuff. Uh, but me, I, I, my life is just suffering and, and persecution. Well, this is, I've gotten a rotten deal from this. But he catches himself. And we're going to start to see the change in the coming days. But the beginning of it there is in verse 15. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. And so he's saying, I was starting to think all these things, but I stopped short of really embracing these things and even speaking these things out loud. And he's going to go into the change of heart and mind that he had. But you're going to see he had to look past the things that he could see. He had to look past, uh, looks, hey, they're having all this fun out there in the world and I'm suffering over here. What good is it to follow God? But no, he's going to come back to the unseen eternal truth that truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. And it's important for us to look at the things that are unseen because sometimes what we can see can be discouraging. And I would imagine there was nothing more discouraging than what we read about in Mark 15, 16 through 32 today. 
as we really read about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. First, we read about him being mocked and the crown of thorns and and then making fun of the idea of him being the king of the Jews. And then we see him being crucified with a sign that says the king of the Jews and people are mocking him and the chief priests and, and the scribes are saying he saved others, but he cannot save himself. And we all know that is not true, but we know that because we, we, we know the end of the story. We can look to the things that are eternal, but in that moment, how dark it must have seen. And that might be another encouraging thought for us when you're going through a trial that seems dark. The cross should give us so much confidence that God can use what on its face seems like the worst possible thing to be the best possible thing. Because on its face, what we read today, the cross seems like the worst possible thing. But we know because of what Jesus did, we can experience the best possible thing. And I hope that that encourages us today as well. Uh, Finally, we see 1 Kings chapter 12 today. And one of the great lessons of this chapter is, hey, when you you need counsel— are you going to go to the old wise men or are you going to go to the young wise guys? And we see Rehoboam uh, as he becomes king after his father Solomon and the people come to him and say, hey, can you, your, your father made us work really hard. Can you take it easy on us? And these old wise men say, you know what? You should take it easy on them. If you give them what they're asking for, they'll follow you forever. But then he goes to his young punk friends And they say, hey, you should go talk a bunch of trash and act like a tough guy. And uh, that's what he ends up doing. And it doesn't work out. And most of the tribes, it says all but one, leave him. And now we enter this era that will be the rest of the history of Israel until the exile of a divided kingdom with the kingdom of Israel in the north and then the kingdom of Judah in the south. And that southern kingdom is going to continue on the line of David. But we need to remember that even though that seems like a bad thing, that was a part of God's plan. It was part of God's plan to take some of the tribes away from the house of David and really from Solomon uh, because of Solomon's sin. Uh, But God also willed to preserve the house of David to keep his promises to him so the kingdom did not get taken away completely. And we do see even behind that difficult situation that there was God's plan at work. So may we always remember who is in control. May we always remember what is coming, this eternal weight of glory. And so while there may be no fountain of youth to turn back the clock on our bodies, through all of these unseen truths and realities, our inner man can be renewed day by day. And I hope this time in the word today has renewed you from one degree of glory to another. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.